Before we start this episode of the I'm Fine podcast, we want to make sure to thank our partner at Trio. Uh, Are you anxious about the start of the new school year? Maybe you haven't been in school for a while and you're interested in going back, or maybe you're thinking about changing careers. The Trio staff at Governor State University are the perfect people to help. Trio can help with the financial aid process and scholarship searches. Trio can provide fee waivers for admissions applications, assist with the admission application process, online tutoring, help with GED referrals, and provide payments for the GED test. Trio provides various avenues for career explorations, as well as resume and interview preparation. If you are ready to take the next step on your educational journey, contact Trio at 708-235-3353. Or for more information, visit their website, www.govst.edu forward slash T-R-I-O-E-O-C. On today's episode of the I'm Fine podcast, we're going to talk about being freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional about laughing through pain. Uh, we're going to talk about what laughter does to the body, both on a short-term basis and a long-term basis, the relationship between the military and senses of humor, uh, some exercises you can try yourself just to see if you have enough laughter in your life, and how you can improve your own sense of humor. with your freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional hosts, Eric Peterson and Brad Stozik. So right before I recorded, we, we hit record, you were, you were talking shit about something. I said, hold it. <laughs> I want to start recording and resume this conversation. I have a question to ask you really quick. Are you fucking telling me that everybody with an iPhone refers to to android users as what did you call me a green boxer you call us green boxers i can't confirm nor deny if everybody calls you that that is so fucked up (laughs) hey man i just i just call it how it is dude iphone (sighs) users iphone (laughs) users like the one thing (sighs) we had expandable memory for the longest time like i was telling you like where you could pop open your phone throw in an sd card and like you had all the memory in the world and iphone it was always like fixed, right? Yeah. But now Android doesn't matter. It's not expandable either. Just like always dealing with bullshit, man. But the fact that you iPhone users are that pompous, I'm like, bro, <laughs> whatever. Jokes on you. I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> How's how how have you been other than being a fucking arrogant iPhone user? <laughs> Dude, I've been great. Yeah. Yeah, I feel real good. Real good. Started meditating again every day. That's good. Going to the gym every day. That's good. Lost four pounds last week. Nice. Yeah, man. I feel good. That's good. I feel real good. It's easy when you start working out Mm -hmm. and you do something and you feel really good for a little while and it's easy to like, at some point you hit that plateau Yeah. and then life gets in the way a little bit too. And then those two things together, you're just like, mm, I'm going to hold off for a little while. And then you kind of like fall off and then you come back to it. Like that's, that's just how it goes sometimes. You know what I mean? The thing with that though, is now I know what it feels like to be low and yeah. to be high. And the high, the, the highs are way better than the lows. Just yeah, yeah. overall, you know, energy level, like just everything oh, yeah. is, is way, way better. It's really good, man. Um, Thanks, dude. I... 
this past week dealt with another uh, issue, sort of in, in dealing with some grief. Fortunately, my wife's um, grandmother passed away. We were very close. Um, my wife was very close, phenomenal woman. And uh, my wife is doing an amazing job, kind of just going through the processes right now and doing the things that she needs to do to, for her family. But in this grieving process, especially since I feel like when you lose somebody in your own life that's very close to you, like you lost your father, lost my mother. Like when I find somebody else that's grieving, like a very serious loss, I immediately feel like, Hey, like I can talk to you. Yeah. Like I understand what you're going through right now. You know what I mean? And so I appreciated the experiences that I've had that allowed me to like, try to comfort my wife when dealing with such a hard, hard thing. And one of the things that we did, um, that we have been doing is talking about the shit that makes us laugh Yeah, about it. Right. And like, because she was a Nana, like she was like, when I say a Nana, I mean like she sends you 17 bucks on your birthday. (laughs) You know what I mean? On your like 34th birthday. (laughs) Like a pack of Mighty Morphin Power Stickers or something because she knows you like them. You know what I mean? Like she just did Nana shit. And so to be able to like crack jokes and things like that and be able to, and being able to make yourself laugh um, in the face of just a very difficult situation, I have always felt uh, was like a necessary life skill. Like it's, it's something that should be taught in school and to a degree, I guess it is taught. It's just not formally taught, but like you learn how to carve out a sense of humor. I feel like when you go through school, you know what I'm saying? Or, but um, laughter and getting through things, I think is a really good thing to talk about because I don't think we put enough thought into it and how important like laughing is for our fucking lives why uh veterans have like so like a a different sense of humor it's a different sense of humor Mm -hmm. most of the time um and everything like that and so a sense of humor has always been one of the most important things for me uh my entire life has been one of the ways i've gotten through things so i'm really happy to kind of talk about this a little bit um i know you did a little research here like as far as like clinically what does laughter do yeah. for your body for your body or yes so uh, for your mental health sorry yes for your mental health yeah yeah <clears throat> um so this is according to mayo clinic and they they gave both short-term and long-term um benefits of laughing okay so the short-term benefits of laughing um on your mental health organ stimulation it increases your intake of oxygen um oxygen rich air mm-hmm. which stimulates the heart the lungs all that stuff and the muscles um, is activate and relieve your stress response. Uh, it soothes tension, and those are those are the tr- sorry, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and now you're displaying how great I just <laughs> having a sense of humor. Is. This is great because I I'm like, oh. dude, you're trying your best, man. I am. Okay. And can I pause for a second? Yes, because I just did that. I just want to. Speaking of laughter, I just want to let everyone know I started an Instagram page. I want I I planned on bringing this up. Okay, okay. Do you want me to wait? No, let's talk about it really quick because all right, let's do when, it. When the episode that we did before this one on acceptance, yeah, uh, there was an episode that we recorded and it didn't record. There's like some issues, so we had to re-record it. But on the original one uh, that never got released, 
you and I were just, I don't know, bantering about something. And then you talked about like how funny it would be to start an Instagram page for yourself. And with the pictures being like blurred <laughs> and like just black and like ceilings and floors only kind of shit. Yep. And I was like, that's the best idea ever. Yep. <laughs> you should do it and you should continue to do it yeah for a long time because the longer it goes the funnier it gets because it's just like three years worth of photos of just like <laughs> your hand being over <laughs> the camera screen so what is what is the uh what's the handle um it's brad uh duh like duh bears uh, brad the blind dad love that yep I'm going to continue to follow that. I think, yeah, that's a, that's an awesome. Well, thank an you. Awesome idea. Um, thank well, you. Okay. So you're talking about some of the short term stuff. Yep, you want yep. to read the long term stuff you found and yeah, then I'll pull what I found from the VA website. Absolutely. What do you got? Uh, it improves your immune system. Okay. Uh, it relieves pain. It increases personal satisfaction. So laughing more apparently helps you enjoy everything in life. Yep. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, it improves your mood. Very good. Yeah. I, I looked up like different things that the laughter does and I found something surprisingly on the VA website. Uh, and it, it was actually a really good article. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, it, ta it talks all about the, uh, the good and the bad and things like that with laughter. So one of the things they said for physiological changes, uh, laughing for 10 to 15 minutes per day can burn 10 to 40 extra calories didn't know that um after intense laughter it can uh, improve your muscle tone laughter affects heart function increases the stroke volume and cardiac output dilates your blood vessels it lowers the stress hormone cortisol it activates the mesolimbic dopaminergic reward system in the brain i don't know what the fuck that <laughs> is dude that's a big word <laughs> mesolimbic dopaminergic it sounds like I'm just making shit up sometimes uh increases serum immunoglobulins a and E. Um, in most studies, it seems to increase natural killer cell activity. It raises the levels of beta endorphins, which are the feel-good chemicals of the body, and increases human growth hormone. Some other things that it does. It also there is a 2018 study that laughter therapy effectively delays cardiovascular complications of type 2 diabetes. Watching a comedy show uh, decreased overall rise in glucose levels after eating it increase laughing increases pain tolerance uh watching a funny movie decreased bronchial responsiveness in people with copd and hospital clowns reduce stress and anxiety levels in hospitalized children and their patients according to all these studies um and what else is on here laughter and humor reduce skin swelling Laughter decreases inflammation in people with rheumatoid arthritis. And comedy improv training led to subjective improvements in symptoms for people with Parkinson's disease. So that's crazy. Laughter really is the best medicine. It does a lot of good shit. It, absolutely, it does. When was the first time you really realized that having a sense of humor was important? Or like that you found your sense of humor? Um, I think in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is the case of most people. Yeah, yeah. Because I got made fun of a lot and yep. I had one teacher he said, you know, they can't make fun of you if you make fun of yourself. Yep. You know, if you laugh with them, they can't, it's not going to bug you. Right. So I 
stopped crying about stuff and started laughing about it. I think that, you know, a lot of people had that experience when they were a little kid, like they got made fun of all the time. Yeah. And I learned two things because I think I've talked about it before on the podcast. Like I got bullied a lot when I was a little kid, always because of my skin color. Yeah, I'm Asian or because of my background. Um, and so the jokes were always like the same type of jokes. Yeah. And after so long, uh, one of the kids that bullied me the most, I, I pushed him. And when I pushed him, yeah, I pushed him after he was making fun of me. He like, he stopped making fun of me. So I did something like physical and he stopped making fun of me for a little while. Then he started making fun of me again. And I started making fun of myself. Yeah. And then he stopped making fun of me for a longer amount of like, I don't remember how long, but like once he realized that that was the type of response that he got from it, he was no longer interested yeah. probably because he wasn't able to make me cry or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? So like I realized then that having a sense of humor is so insanely important for like overall survival. And then the military really <laughs> yeah like the military is what has shaped and like like taking a knife to a whetstone and just honed my sense of humor in you yes. know what i'm saying I, yes i do 100 percent. like the things that you go through in boot camp alone and shit like that shit will change you like, oh you know yes what I it mean? will and the the amount of stuff that you have to deal with um, the amount of chaos that you deal with and the fact that you have to deal with, with things like death yeah. and war and all this other shit, it almost unlocks something in your brain that just allows you to not give a shit yeah. about most political things, like any, any, anything. And you know what I mean? Fortunately, that doesn't translate very well to the civilian side. <sighs> well, on the civilian side you are at risk of losing things yeah. because you have a sense of humor about certain stuff. So you talk about one thing and it could affect your job. Yeah. If it affects your job, it affects your family. So like, I understand why people feel like they have to act the way that they do now. I'm just saying that like, that is so unfucking fair. I don't know why. Cause I, again, you, when you're overseas, you're dealing with the, the possibility of death being right around the corner and when you have to be able to do that you have to be able to joke about it otherwise what it could do to you uh it could be very destructive you know what I mean? and like I, I talked about this before one of the guys that uh we linked up with very early on who reached out for help he was a tower guard uh well he i think it was infantry but he had to do tower guard at night and stuff um and so we'd go up in this tower and this tower was shot up just blown to shit and they would get hit all the time and so he had to go up in that tower to pull tower guard and he told me that when he looked at that tower he had to tell himself that he was worthless because if he had any respect for himself why would he go up there yeah it's like if you can't use a uh, sense of humor in situations like that like that's the alternative yeah you know what i mean and right wrong or indifferent there's plenty of rights like using a sense of humor helps you get through some of the hardest things there are to get through in 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 this world and when you finally get a taste for that i think it's so hard to come back from it 
having a sense of humor and being able to be that uninhibited where you can like joke and talk and laugh about whatever you want to. And then you come back to a world where you have to be very careful about what you say. Yeah. And now you're, you went from being, you know, like 80, 80 to 90% yourself to dropping down to like 40 to 50% yourself. Like I can't make jokes about things anymore. I can't say what I want to say. And it's, it hurts. I think after a while, cause you're not being who the fuck you are. You're not saying what you want to say because you're afraid. Now there is definitely a way that it can be negative too. Uh, and you found some things I did. Like why, what are the, the negative sides? Yeah. Um, so this is according to cbc.ca and some of the risk factors of laughing include. <laughs> I love this word. <laughs> this is, I'm sorry. I don't, you can do it. I believe in you. You can believe you. in yourself. Protrusion of abdominal hernias. Was it the word protrusion it that you was. were laughing at? It really was. <laughs> Just come on. All right. Protrusion <laughs> of abdominal hernias. Um, inhaling foreign substances. Okay. Um, so choking. Yeah. 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 Uh, I can trigger asthma attacks. I get that one. Incontinence. In. Incontinence. Incontinence. Peeing and pooping. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, headaches. I mean, I don't deny that it can cause all of those things, but it's like, I feel like there's some pre-existing shit going on here for most of them if you just like laugh and immediately deal with one of those things. I think the I good in this situation, the good definitely outweighs the bad. I mean, I do feel like whoever wrote this was like from the like a, the same family as... Uh, is the people in Footloose who didn't want anybody to dance in their town. <laughs> it's like, I just don't want anybody to laugh. It'll, it'll make you pee and poop. Like, don't laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and like maybe that's, you know, okay. I, I get think it. you might be right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and I understand that there are some negative things. I understand that there are times when you shouldn't immediately make jokes about stuff. Right. Now, my hardest thing has always been not laughing at, in a, like I cannot keep myself from laughing in inappropriate times, especially because I'll take myself outside the situation and yep. I'll look at it to be like, if I was laughing in this situation, that in and of itself is a funny thing to me. So I will laugh to create the moment that is even funnier in my head, which will keep the laughter going. It's how weird my fucking brain is, man. <laughs> like it's, it's like boot camp and shit. Yeah. Bro. It, it's never like I was like, oh, I'm such a tough guy. But morale was always super important to me. And I like at the very end of boot camp, did you did any did anybody in your platoon or company or anything get like challenge coins and shit at boot camp? At boot camp? Yeah. Uh, no. So, like... May, I don't remember. So, maybe. at the very end, uh, our battalion, it was battalion command sergeant major, got everybody together in Fort Benning, and he was like, he asked the, the company, uh, they got to choose whoever would get a challenge coin for whatever reason in their own company. And my company, uh, or sorry, within each platoon, each platoon got to choose somebody from the platoon that would get a challenge coin for whatever reason. And my guys uh, selected me as the one to receive it from our platoon. Uh, and it, I wasn't like in a leadership role. I just always tried to make sure that the morale was always high. I was always cracking fucking jokes. Like no matter, because at boot camp, the goal 
is to prepare you for war. Yeah. Which means part of that goal is to like break you down a little bit and really figure out who you are and what, what you're about. And if you can deal with those terrible, terrible chaotic situations that you could, you could one day face. Right. And so it breaks a lot of people. You see people break in boot camp. You know what I mean? Like go yep. under suicide watch, stuff like that. They leave, they run away, whatever. But like no matter what, I always found like I would always be cracking jokes. Like I and the the negative side of that is you get in trouble a bunch if you're the dude that's like always making everybody laugh. Yep. But um because for example, so in boot camp, did you guys have like a really long like was your barracks just like a long room with like a kill zone in the middle bunks on the sides yep. and wall lockers on the sides yep okay oh so, we had yeah we didn't have wall lockers we just had like foot lockers okay so we, yeah we had wall lockers so if you have not been to boot camp uh at least for boot camp for me fort benning georgia it was like a long building right mm-hmm. like 30 feet wide-ish by like 80 feet long-ish i don't know and then you have like 40 beds via bunk beds so 20 bunk beds uh ish and you know halves on one long side the other halves on the other and then between the bunk bed and the wall is a wall locker uh and then in the middle is the kill zone that's the area you don't fucking go in you don't touch you buff every day and all this other bullshit um but it's not an area you walk through usually try to walk around it so one day we all came back from training like we were just getting back from uh you know whatever we were doing that day and our drill sergeants were not with us and we in my entire platoon got back to our barracks okay somebody had left a wall locker unlocked if anybody listening to this was in the military when i said that they all made the same expression you just made. Or they just like <laughs> took a deep breath and shut their eyes. It was like, oh, you motherfucker. <sighs> so that is like an, a heinous infraction secondarily, secondary only to probably leaving your weapon somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like, if you leave something unsecure, the drill sergeants are going to have a fucking heyday. So we get back to our our barracks after a long day. Okay. And we saw first every bag of laundry that every guy had was opened and mixed together in a giant pile in the kill zone. So if you didn't put your name on your shit, you probably weren't going to get it back. All of the boots tied together to other boots. The wall lockers were all tipped over with shit all over the place and all of the bunks were disassembled and in the bathrooms with the mattresses in the showers with the water running you walk in and you see that you have two reactions okay (laughs) reaction a is you get so mad and you just lose it and you just get you 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 either scream cry you're just like what the fuck like this is this this makes me so angry because this is such an inconvenience to my day but for me the first thing i said was i walked in front of everybody and i said guys this is pretty fucking impressive come on like dude, <laughs> this is a whole thing like they these drill sergeants spent time yeah. doing all this i respect the dedication i respect like dude it's 
If you can allow yourself to laugh in those types of situations, life, I feel like, will just be easier. It is. Because that shit's going to happen no matter what. Yep. So if you can laugh about it and not let it bother you and drag you down and fuck up your day, then I think you're doing the best, the best thing that you can as far as what you can control. And when we went overseas, it was just as bad. I, when I say just as bad, like, dude, we were cracking jokes about our own lives. Yeah. When you know that you're going on mission and there is, uh, per Intel, we had a, we, I, case in point, back up a second. When I was overseas one, on one occasion, right before a mission, I was told, uh, was not even, I wasn't even told initially, my team leader was talking to our people that we were going to be doing security for this day. And this was with the Department of Defense. And so we're doing what's called a hood brief, right? So we're all hanging around the, hanging around the cars. It's just our team, our security team, and the people we're protecting. And we're going over a map with them. We're like, hey, this is what we're doing. This, you know, just a little down and dirty, um, quick overview of everything um, in comparison to like the more longer mission brief we would have prior. And so part of this brief was Intel. So I see Intel. I was Intel Shack, and he, and he says something to my team leader. And I'm too far away to hear it. My team leader, he just looks down at the ground, and he just sighs, and he just shakes his head. And the Intel guy's walking away. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yo, dude, what was that? And I stopped the Intel guy, and I said, hey, what, uh, what, what did you just tell our team leader? And he just goes, so Intel has it. Uh, they have it under, like, good authority or whatever, good credibility, that there was going to be a 60 thousand pound v-bed operating within the area of abc traffic circle we'll call it sixty thousand pounds six zero 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 that is a gigantic um like that is a huge v-bed i think i forget what the oklahoma city bombing was in terms of pounds uh but i think it was like eight thousand yeah some shit. like dude sixty thousand pounds and so I look over to my team leader. I'm like, oh, Jay, it's, we called him Jay. And I was like, hey, Jay, where are we going today? And he goes, ABC Traffic Circle. Like We were going right where they expected it to go. And the first thing we start, we all started laughing. Every, but we were cracking up. I walked over to my driver, his name is Phil, and I made a joke that I was going to hook Ashley up. I was going to head back to the room real quick and get Ashley, my wife, an account on FarmersOnly.com so at least she would get set up with a nice country southern gentleman who's going to open doors for. Like, dude, we were cracking jokes immediately. And, you know, we still went on mission. Yeah. We did not go on mission because we get intel all the time about shit. We don't know what's going to happen or what's not, what is and what isn't. So you still go on that mission. You have that attitude. And now when we get out, when we got out there, don't get me wrong, we're looking around a little bit more cautiously yeah. <laughs> than we would before. Yeah. But if that sense of humor allowed us to carry on and get the mission done. Yeah. And, and it got us through some of those times where I would even almost say, like, if we were being rational about it, we wouldn't have gone. We wouldn't have done it. We would have said no. We would have got sad, got angry or whatever. Like, I feel like that's more rational of an approach. But yeah. to laugh about it, it's way more protective, right? It's like protecting yourself. I don't think there's rationality in the military, though, <laughs> because you don't have that choice. <laughs> It's right true, you had yeah. the mission you got to go on your mission so there was no choice to but i i definitely get what you're saying it would make more sense not to do that well and that's why i think when you come home if you're willing to joke about your own life yeah you're probably willing to joke about anything 
Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it's like you come home and you want to make the jokes that you want to make, but other people don't think they're funny and other people aren't ready to hear that type of shit. And then you have like the cancel culture and all that other crazy shit just because of one thing that you said that gets taken out of context or like whatever, whatever. So it's like a world where you feel like you have to be so quiet, so quiet and just not sharing anything. And I, I just don't think that that's good for us at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what about you? I mean, what about your sense of humor? Because, okay, so yeah. one of the things that you talked about a second ago, yeah. a few minutes ago, was your Instagram page. <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> you're taking something yeah. that you've dealt with and struggled with at a certain point, mm-hmm. and you've turned it into something that now makes you laugh yeah. and makes other people laugh, right? Yeah. That's amazing. That's why I was so for it from the very beginning. I was like, that's a fucking hilarious idea. Like, you should absolutely do that. Just pictures all the time with your fingers in front of it. Like, (laughs) like you said, like ceiling shots and then like floor and everything's blurry and out of focus. And it's just Brad's travels around the fucking world. Yeah, dude. It just, I I feel like I, I, I don't know. Like you said, you're either laughing about it. Or you're absolutely miserable, and like there's no in between, right? Especially when things happen, like losing your sight, or right. going deployed, like right. getting deployed. There's no in between, right? So you you have to, I think, just in order to get through life. Well, it's especially it's with things that you can't control. Yeah. Yep. When when you realize you were going blind, there was nothing you could fucking do about it, which sucked. Yep. But there. So, like you said, what your options are to be super depressed about it, which is a rational approach because it's, you lost your sight. Yep. And it's going to change things for you. But instead, you choose to make jokes about it. You laugh at yourself. Yep. And by laughing at yourself, nobody can laugh at you. No. And then you just you feel better because you know that you're dealing with it. And you're dealing with it in a productive way, which I also think is like rewiring some shit in your head, I would guess, just because it's like now you're not associating that which makes you different to something that's negative. Yep. You're associating it with something positive, something funny. Yeah. And that's that's a skill. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's something that I think is uh, just a really beneficial tool. So I think it's great. It, yeah, I, I don't know how I learned that, but hey, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fucking take it. I will. So in addition to that, I think um, it's very important to think about how much laughter i get you have in your own life i came across this on the va's website again which is pretty crazy to me uh it was a mindful awareness moment and i was like i read through it and i thought it was a pretty nice little exercise that you can do so here's here's something you can do uh to pay attention for how much humor and laughter you're getting in your own life Uh, so Again, this is according to the VA, uh, va.gov website, uh, mindful, mindful awareness moment. How many times a day do you have a good laugh and do you think it is enough? So how many times do you laugh and uh, have a good laugh in a day, do you think? Like a real good belly laugh? Yes. I would say seven. A day? 17. A day? Is that too many? Like, oh, I'm talking about like a heavy, oh, like a really hard, oh, t- one to three laugh. One to three. I'm not trying to make you feel bad if you're getting more joy in your life, dude. I, 
<laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> if you're if you're getting a solid belly laugh seventeen times a day, you're fucking crushing it in my head. So the thing is, I don't take anything seriously though. So am I crushing it? Also or... true. Yeah, <laughs> you're just walking around just laughing at every like the Joker, like the Joker. Kind oh, of. don't yeah. compare me to that. No, except <laughs> you're nicer. Oh, thanks. And blind. And so you're saying I can't nicer. be the, you're saying I can't be the Joker because I'm blind. I mean, you could be. Yeah, it's another. It's like the multiverse. <laughs> this is the blind Joker. You could maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Um, <laughs> other things that you should do. Or no. <laughs> I am the blind Joker. We're gonna edit out <laughs> fucking all of that. Probably <laughs> fucking just go ahead and edit out that. Um, another question to ask yourself: uh, figure out how much humor and laughter you have in your life. Is how often. Do you make other people laugh? Uh, how often for your colleagues or your patients? Do you make family members and friends laugh? Uh, I like this as patients on here <laughs> because it's on the VA website. So I'm like, what are you telling them to make their, like, how are you telling them to make their patients laugh? Are you just like laugh at your patients? I could see that maybe sometimes, but I think that I don't know how many times I make, I think the, the person that I make laugh the most is my wife. And, and that's a good thing when you're in a, marriage i think oh lucky you i think you don't <laughs> man doesn't think you're super funny i um, think you're funny see you think i'm amanda's known me for a while and yeah. i'm not very original and i tend to repeat a lot of the things i joke about so um yeah i think i love making my wife laugh i definitely think i make her laugh like my kids I make my kids laugh. I love making my kids laugh. I love making my kids laugh. And sometimes I make other people laugh. But I don't know how many times. I would say like a few times. I think a day I make other people laugh. Um, as far as like how many times I have a really good laugh. It, I don't know. Like I think I was honestly going to say between one to three times a day. Like, yeah. I think that's probably what I, what I like when I laugh hard. And usually it's because my kids did something. Yes. Or something I'm watching. But rarely am i watching something and it makes me laugh like hard usually yep. that has to come from like an in-person thing like something i'm seeing or i'm with somebody and they're making me laugh um who makes you laugh who makes you laugh who makes me laugh yep oh man everybody my kids my, my kids my yeah. wife my in-laws my mom everybody yeah i yeah. think i like i said i find the humor in everything so i think that's a good thing uh, so that, that's another question you need to ask yourself is who makes you laugh. Uh, another question is, do you ever use dark humor to cope with stresses at work? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> I read that one. I read that one and reading it made me laugh out loud. It made me not? laugh like kind of hard. <laughs> like I, I laughed at that one because it's on the VA website. Like don't make me feel like an asshole for having a dark sense of humor va okay <laughs> fucking military gave it to me so don't make me feel bad about it uh it, it says uh to ask yourself are you careful to laugh with patients and colleagues rather rather than at them <laughs> like yeah you shouldn't like laugh directly at them oh, say also no <laughs> yeah uh do you ever recommend more humor as a part of a treatment plan which I love that. Uh, and it also says, do you think that laughter truly is the best medicine? And that's what we were saying earlier. Absolutely. So was this from a doctor then? It, it says mindful awareness moment. Uh, and it's just a part of this article on the VA.gov oh. website. Yeah. All right. Other than that, 
if somebody needed to develop their own sense of humor, somebody knew that they didn't have like a great sense of humor, yeah. uh, or maybe thought that they could work on it a little bit more, what should they do? Yup. So this is coming from technology. This is coming from the psyche.com. Okay. Um, so the best ways to improve your sense of humor. So enjoy laughing at humor alone. So don't be afraid to just sit in a room, watch comedy and laugh by yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, it's really helpful. Like, yeah. And we talked about it, I think in the grief episode, like when my mom died, I was in a fucking, I was not in a great spot for that. For that first week was a blur, yep. but like the, the moments where I felt like I was sinking, I would get on my phone and go to YouTube and watch clips of Norm MacDonald, mm. especially clips of Norm MacDonald on the Conan O'Brien show, because Norm MacDonald always makes me laugh. Like yeah. If I just turn on anything him, like in any mood I'm in, it will give me that like belly laugh. And I knew that I needed that when I was at this low and just watching videos of him, even as sad as I was, like I was able to laugh again and knowing that like having that moment where mm -hmm. you know that you're allowed to laugh, even though you're dealing with all this other bullshit is also super important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's an important moment to know, like I can still experience humor. Yeah. As much as I feel like shit. And I think there's a little, cause I had moments like that when my dad passed, I think that gives you like a little, glimmer of it's gonna be okay yeah you know what i mean for sure yeah i definitely think so uh yeah. what well, what else yeah uh so train your own comedy skills mm -hmm. uh laugh with others uh laugh with other others using humor and finally laugh with others without humor so that I one kind of feels means that one kind of feels like laughing at them or maybe like making a joke in like a not so good situation. I'm not sure. Or when like nobody's laughing and you're just like, ah, <laughs> you just start laughing out of nowhere. I don't, I don't know. Like laughing when there are no funny moments. I mean, training your own comedy skills is easy. Just fucking get married. Just get married, have nah. some kids, and then comedy <laughs> is just in your life oh, every yeah. day. Oh, every yeah. Every day of your life. Uh, either people laughing at you or you laugh. Either way, yep. it's like, that's a great way to train your comedy skills, in my opinion. So I think what that means, this is just my interpretation of what that means. Laugh with others without humor, like not in like not watching a funny movie, not going to a comedy show, like oh. just being and like laugh. That's my interpretation of it. I could be totally wrong. I just, I, I don't know. I ate a lot of crayons in the Marine Corps, so I'm probably wrong, but it's I think, fine. <laughs> I think, well, I was just going to say like, I don't think you I laugh as hard unless I'm laughing with somebody like in person with somebody but then again I'm thinking about like I've been to insanely funny movies and laughed but then part of me is like am I laughing because other people around me are laughing yeah and I also think the thing's funny so it's going to make it easier for me to be more un uninhibited in yep. laughing yep or like what because it's like when you listen to a video of other people laughing like it usually makes you laugh regardless of what it is that they're laughing at. Yeah. Like the fact that they're laughing makes you laugh. And I, I love bloopers and horror movies or horror movies, but like any movies. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like whenever they have a blooper reel at the end, it like the rush hilarious. hour movies all had them. And you're like, that shit makes me laugh. Uh, there's a video online about like people 
with weird voices. It's on some British TV show that people like something happened and their voices fucked up and the person starts talking and their voices fucked up and the host starts laughing uncontrollably, <laughs> like, like not trying to hide it just uncontrollable laughter and you can see the people talking getting angrier and angrier and as they're getting angrier they're talking more and because their voice is fucked up the dude just keeps laughing harder <laughs> and just hearing him laugh it's so hard for you to not laugh yeah. like, I'm not, you, and i'm not laughing at what he's necessarily laughing no, at no no yeah but just hearing that type of like hearing laughter being yeah. around laughter makes it easier for you to laugh yes i and, i don't Oh, sorry. No, 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 I don't. I don't know if the video is still up, but there was a video on YouTube. It was called "The Laughing Cat." Yeah, and it was like this cartoon cat, and he's got like this face, like he's laughing, and he it's literally just like him cracking up for like an hour straight. It's a video. It's not. It's not. It's one of those like repeat same thing. Oh yeah. But he just like laughs, and like his laugh, dude, it's hilarious. He's, he's famous because of it. It's so funny. It's not even a real cat. It's just like a picture of a cat, and he's like the head is moving, like somebody like. It's probably got like eight hundred million, million yeah views yeah. or whatever. It's so funny. <laughs> I definitely well, there's a lot of ways. I don't know. I, I think that, sur- I surrounding yourself with things that make you laugh is really important, and and having those yeah. videos, uh, comedy specials, knowing who your favorite comedians are, because like, I also think you can judge the state of a society the freedom of a society based on its comedians right because like what a comedian you know you see what comedians can and can't say yeah because they're they're willing to say whatever they want so you can really i feel like you can tell a lot about a country and its freedoms by their by taking a look at their comedians you know what i mean is there a north korean comedian as you look at these super oppressive countries yeah and if they do have comedians they come to America and yeah. become comedians. Like they're not comedians in their country. No, they're not be- allowed to because they fucking disappear. Well, yeah, and it's like scripted. Like this is what you're allowed to joke about. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I have my my favorite comedians. I don't know who yours are. The, my first introduction into comedy, mm-hmm. uh, like stand up comedians, was one of my fir- first uh, was Robin Williams live on Broadway, and that one dude. That special still, like to this day, Robin Williams live on Broadway. I know like almost all the bits in that, almost by heart. Um, it made me laugh so hard. I didn't understand that I could laugh like that Yeah, as a kid from watching somebody. Uh, him, and then I got to George Carlin, and then I found out George Carlin had this impressive amount of work because he was recording new hours every year. He had books uh, and everything else too, and so I loved all of his work. And now, like my go-tos, I said Norm Macdonald, who passed away, unfortunately. Mitch Hedberg was another one of my favorites, and he passed away years ago. Yep. Um, Tom Segura and like his whole, like all those guys, but Tom Segura is the one that cracks me up the most. Yeah. Um, what about you? Like, what comedians do you go to? Um, Chris Delia. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a lot of the comedians that aren't that haven't blown up yet. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. Steely's blown up. Yeah, I don't know a lot of their names. Oh yeah, but like I just like Death Scroll, or like Doom Scroll, like comedy specials, and it's always like the someone with a iPhone camera or like a not good quality camera or whatever. But I think those people are the best, dude. I I don't know if I talked about this one, but man, 
anybody out there that has a minute, please check out Ali Sadiq on YouTube. He's got a couple of specials. Um, he was incarcerated for a while for mistakes that he made as a kid. And he, he just opens up, he talks about all that. And he's one of the most conversationally funny guys I've ever heard in my life. Just listening to him, listening to him tell his story. And this first special is all about, it, it's, I mean, I say it's his first. The first main one that I saw was all like jokes. You know, yeah. I, it, was his, it was his comedy, right? A lot of storytelling, really funny. Definitely sucked me in to be a lifelong fan with just his first one. But then his second one came out, the second main one, major one on YouTube. And it was great, but there was this period, this point uh, where he starts to talk about how his younger sister had, I believe it was sickle cell. Mm-hmm. how she died from it when he was a kid and he starts talking about this story and he shares it in such a way um that it it cuts to your your soul like he is such an amazing storyteller and then he talks about the moment where he found out that she was dead and he starts crying on stage not in a dramatic like theatrical way but in a fucking real way yeah and he's crying hard and he's not hiding it but also like i said not being the um theatrical about it like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's some real shit and it's impossible to watch that and not cry along with him and then immediately following that he goes into another bit where through his tears he cracks a fucking joke and it's hilarious and it's impossible for you to not laugh at it so not only is are, are his specials amazing? I think he's hilarious and just an amazing storyteller. And to, to be able to take you on that that little fucking journey of emotions, yep. but it's amazing to me that how I feel like there's like such a close line between so many of these emotions, where like you can be in such a depressed, sad, crying mood, and somebody can make a joke, and through those tears you can laugh. You can still laugh. Same thing when you're really angry. Yeah, like. Any of those things, you can still find a way to laugh. And I almost feel like that laughter is like a lasso that's fucking bringing you back to reality mm-hmm. a little bit too in those moments. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But that's just that's just what I think. Um, what else? Okay, so a few other things that we found here, uh, according to Mayo Clinic. Um, it says, find a few simple items, like photos, greeting cards, comic strips, uh, things that make you chuckle, then hang them up at a home, or hang them up at home or in your office. What are you chuckling about? I used to have pictures of me hung up, but then I went blind. I mean, they're still hung up. They are. You just don't <laughs> I know think, where they are. Allegedly. <laughs> I thought you were just chuckling at the word chuckle, because I don't really know the difference between chuckling and laughing. I've always wanted to guffaw. Because I've heard the, I've seen the word guffaw before. I don't know what the fuck a guffaw is. That's are you? It's a like, synonym for laughing. Guffaw. It's called guffaw. That sounds I like a Disney like, villain. Guffaw, guffaw, guffaw. Like I assume, I assume that's what it is. <laughs> I've never heard anybody be like that. Motherfuckers guffawing. Like I've never said that in my life. Seriously, that... <laughs> quit guffawing so much over there. <laughs> I don't. But it's a synonym. It's a word. Nice. I know it is. Look it up. Um, and look online at joke websites or silly videos. It's why it's so easy to like doom scroll through TikTok. Yeah. It's just funny shit. My daughters, like Lily, my oldest, every once in a while, you know, she'll ask me if we can watch something on TikTok and be like, okay. And she, we'll watch like funny videos and stuff. And it's so great 
to watch your kid laugh. Oh, I know. To be able to laugh with your kid and shit. It's the best. Um, also, according to Mayo Clinic, uh, you it says laugh and the world laughs with you. Uh, find a way to laugh about your own situation and watch your stress begin to fade away. Even if it feels forced at first, practice laughing. Does your body good? Consider trying laughter yoga. In laughter yoga, people practice laughter as a group. Laughter is forced at first, but it can soon turn into spontaneous laughter. Just the idea of forcing people to laugh for this yoga thing, like laugh, like yelling at everybody to laugh. <laughs> well, you're doing like just a make them dog. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you sound. That sounds like how a German person laughs. Get to the boss. That's another one. It's another clip, Jake. Leave that in too. What I'm telling that? you. I'm telling you, dude. I wanted. I want to do accents, and I want to be a voice actor. I, I believe I, in you. I think oh. you could do it. I definitely think you could do it. Um, listen to it. Listening to to humorous podcasts, going to comedy clubs, all that kind of stuff. Very beneficial. Uh, you feel great when you come out of a comedy club. You and I went to go see Chris Porter. Chris Porter, who played at the Majestic. Yep. Uh, thanks to, what was it, Mave Entertainment? Our yes. Friends, our friends at Mave, Mave Entertainment made that one happen. And, like, you, you leave a comedy show, and you're just in such a great mood. Yeah. You're in a great mood. Like, seeing him was awesome. Before him, I saw Tom Segura, <sighs> my wife, and my friends. And, oh, my God, that was amazing. Nice. And you just leave, and it's so, it, you can't be in a bad mood. Like, no. Doing things like that. It's important to make a point to do shit like that absolutely highly recommend comedy since actually since i lost my like vision that is one of the things now that i enjoy doing because you don't have to see a comedy show you yeah. know what i mean so yeah. instead of like going to plays and we would go to like we would go to things and i wouldn't be able to see it and i would get upset and i would cry like yeah. I, I would get so upset yeah and we went to a comedy show once and i was like i don't have to i can sit way in the nosebleeds yep. and still enjoy this and have a great time that's true yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's a good way to look at it too because like yeah. comedy sometimes i mean sometimes you i i would imagine it's, it's just as funny if you can see it than if you can't see it sometimes i'm sure like when they're doing more uh yeah uh, theatrical type of yes you know what i mean like hand movements or or something like that then you wouldn't see it as much like physical comedy like, yeah like jim carrey but dude it's not any different than listening to like a recording oh yeah of your of your favorite comedian, they do something funny. You don't see it. Right. But people laugh. And you're like, okay, I kind of, I can put the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very true. Um, other things on here, uh, it says that you can do to work on your own sense of humor, share a laugh, make it a, make it a habit to spend time with family and friends and people that make you laugh. And then in return, uh, return the favor by sharing funny stories or jokes or anything like that with those around you too. Uh, and the last thing it says is browse your local bookstore or library selection of joke books and add a few books to your list that you can share with friends. I, that worked in like 1998, school. <laughs> like elementary school, like a joke book. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I don't, it, that's not the, like a traditional joke book isn't something that would make me laugh probably now. My kids love those. And oh yeah. Cause that's a, when you're a kid, like that's just funny. What makes it funny to me is like, they're working on reading, but a lot of the time it's not, I'm not like laughing at my kids because they can't read. Like, uh, like they can read, but it's just like, I <laughs> sound bad. That sounds real bad. Like, hold on guys. <laughs> I don't laugh at my kids. 
Like they're they just sometimes they make those like little mistakes. You know what? You're, you're just sitting. Oh, I just see you sitting over your like Nora, <laughs> little sweet Nora, and you're just like laughing. Like you can't read. Like just laughing. <laughs> no, dude. I know you know what I'm talking about uh, as a parent. I yeah. know you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Like yeah, back yeah. me up here, please. Oh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sound like a complete monster. <laughs> Stop making fun of your kids for not being able to read, Brad. <sighs> I no, I understand that. I definitely understand that. Yeah. Um but other than that, yeah. What else do you have? What what else did do you think about laughing? I just I love it. It's such I feel like lately I've been doing it a lot more. Yeah, I don't know if I was recording when I said this, but like you're you're cracking way more jokes than ever before. Whenever we're around other people, like you're giving shit. Yeah. to people and just cracking up and it's great yeah because it makes you appear that you are very comfortable oh yeah you know what i mean and and confident that's good i'm i'm telling you i said it before i'm gonna say it again turning 30 changed me i'm older i'm wiser <laughs> ripe old age of 30 I, I know all life's secrets <laughs> So just, hey, I I might write a book. (laughs) Dude, the older I get, I'm at the age now where I legitimately understand bird watching, (laughs) jazz music, like all this shit that I would have initially been like, that sounds stupid. I'm like, yo, what kind of bird was that, man? Like, did you see that bird? You You know how many times like we'll be driving and I'll say something to Ash. I'm like, did you see the wingspan on that thing? And she's like, shut the fuck, just pay attention (laughs) to the road like i get bird watching and shit now you know oh. what i mean like that kind of stuff's fun oh lucky like, you I get it yeah you don't like bird watch uh, i was just gonna say <laughs> no <laughs> no Eric, like i don't bird- like bird watching actually you can stand there and be like i mean i hear it you know what i mean i know it's over there somewhere actually you, know? <laughs> you can just you can just take out the word bird i don't like any type of watching you son of a bitch oh, people watching <laughs> I mean, those are the only, those are the two, two major types of watchings. Yeah. It's just people and people, people and, and birds. birds, but you can still listen to both. Like we said, it's yeah. not so bad. Like, cause this one thing, like people watching in an airport, uh, if that was an Olympic sport, I would, I would take the fucking gold every year. Cause what I used to do, especially when I was a PI and I was traveling all the time, Yep. I was always in an airport and I would always, I would take pictures of people yep. and say like whoever I thought like they look like you know what i mean and i was i got some really good ones so here's the thing i have gone from the watcher to the watchy <laughs> yeah people are watching you know people are like staring at me now but hey that's okay because i don't see him staring anyway so i don't care that's true yeah so whatever and, and you got a pretty good excuse and nobody cares you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's just totally fine now my favorite is like kids because kids don't just people watch they will people watch and then talk about say it. whatever they want yeah 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 <laughs> yep but okay other than what else do you got what else did you want to say about laughing and laughter i just do it more man that's all that's that's it just spread the love spread it, the love and laughter just, as, long, as long as you know that like you're not again i think about what times you should not laugh right and like okay during periods of grief like during the initial onslaught of grief yeah like you know yeah those moments are like okay we gotta take this fucking serious for a second you know certain things like that i get it yep and you you have to figure out where that level of comfort is 
in being in being able to laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And making jokes and things like that. I think sometimes I've probably made jokes too soon. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's a good thing though. Sometimes like at a wake or at a, you know what I mean? Right. Let the, let the, you know, obviously during the, not during the services and stuff, but like when everyone's just kind of gathered, everyone's paid their respects already. What do you have? Small groups of people remembering the person who passed and usually laughing about their life. Yeah. And that's why with my dad, we didn't do a typical, we did a, we did a service at the church, but then we did a celebration of life because it was all his friends. It was all our family. We got together. We laughed. We joked. We drank bush light because I don't know, <laughs> my dad's favorite beer. Yeah. But, and it was really, it was really nice to, to, to hear stories I've never heard about my dad. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. And, and just have everybody laugh and come together and i think that's i think laughing does that well another thing that you said that my oldest daughter did um when it came to ashley's grandmother passing away the other day uh, lily asked me when when do we get to celebrate nana and i just loved her choice of words yeah because she's asked me before about like funerals and wakes and we dealt with my mom and all this other stuff. And I, I told her that it's important to celebrate their lives. And then she said, what is this wake? What is this? You know what I mean? And I was like, this is an opportunity for us to celebrate their, that this person's life. Yeah. And the fact that she is making those little associations in her brain, I think it's so important when you talk about losing somebody, um, to celebrate their life, to yeah. actually celebrate their life and then talk about celebrating their life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, when the day comes and I'm I'm not here anymore, I hope and I've talked to my wife about this multiple times. Like, that's what I want. I don't want some I don't really want the funeral. No, nope. I don't I don't want to do any of that stuff. Like I I one, I want to be cremated because I don't care. Yep. And then two, I want there to just be a big celebration of life. Just everybody like potluck style coming out, sharing food, hanging out, have some music playing, just sharing stories and like grieving together. Cause I think a celebration of life, like when you're at like a funeral, it's like, it's, it's heavy. It's fucking heavy. There's no way around it. The second you walk in those doors, you're just like, ah, and you pull up, even in the parking lot before you walk in, <sighs> I don't know about you, but every time I go to funeral, I go, man, I really don't want to do this. Right. Man, I really don't want to be here. <sighs> I, I didn't think about that because I accept, I accepted it as an inevitability. Like there's, there's no point in me wasting any energy yeah. in thinking about things that, that where, where nothing can happen. Like, I don't want to do this. It's too bad. I have to do it. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. So yeah. I might not even, I might not, I, I shouldn't even waste that energy, but I understand feeling that way especially yeah. on something like that so yeah i mean being in a funeral home uh or anything like that like i hate that feeling yep. so but the thought process of just being able to hang out and just freely yeah do whatever because you if it's a celebration of life as opposed uh, to a funeral then it's not like you're sitting there thinking to yourself oh i mean i, I can't show laughter yeah like you walk into a funeral home and you're Nobody laughs really hard at a funeral home. I've you never, like, I've been to a bunch of funerals. Yeah. Never seen that. You know yeah, what the, I mean? The ch- <laughs> it's just a chuckle. Because yeah. it feels wrong yep. in that environment. It just feels wrong. But when you're in a celebration, you can, uh, you're allowed to feel all the emotion. Oh, yeah. You cry, you can cry. If you want to get mad, get mad. If you want to make a joke, make a joke. Or do all of them. Yep. Because they're all part of the fucking grieving process. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
So yes, I think having a sense of humor is, is incredibly important. Making sure uh, that you're constantly trying to be aware uh, and cognizant of if you're getting enough to laugh about, if you are laughing enough, if you are finding enough things to laugh about in your life um, and doing little exercises and stuff, I think that's great. And then just understanding that, again, you're dealing with situations you can't control. There are times where you shouldn't laugh, but that is a necessary life skill. And dealing with some of the hardest things that you're ever going to have to deal with is finding the ability to dig deep and still fucking laugh about it, right? Absolutely, man. Very cool. Well Well, said. Thank you. Uh, So before we close it down today, uh, just a couple of updates with the fat family for anybody out there that lives in the area uh you can come see us at the mantino Oktoberfest. we're gonna have a booth out there september 29th and 30th mantino illinois and the clifton haunted woods uh that's going to be oh sorry the mantino Oktoberfest is going to be on september 20 i think it's on. i think it's the weekend of the 21st 21st yep yeah. so we will be out there September 22nd and September 23rd. 21st. Shout out for a second. Shout out to Amanda. It's her birthday. Aww. Mm. What a sweet husband you are. I love her. Aww. <laughs> I love love. That's And that's, what, when's that? The 21st? 21st. My birthday is on the 25th. <gasps> Did right you guys just that. become best friends? Yep. Nice. Are you going to uh, do karate in the garage later? Ah, my back hurts, dude. Mm. I can't do that kind of stuff. I couldn't do a high kick if I fucking tried. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what Mantino Oktoberfest is. On September 29th and September 30th, you can go check out the Clifton Haunted Woods, uh, where they have an amazing show set up uh, for anybody that wants to come check it out in Clifton at the Clifton Sportsman's Club, and they will be raising money for Project Headspace and Timing. Um, and then we'll be at the Kankakee Farmer's Market on October 7th. We'll be at Wild Hearts Farm uh, on October 14th for our fat family Halloween party. And by the time this comes out, this, so this episode should come out a day after, uh, we should have had an interview release on Fox 32, uh, about a veteran that we connected with through our Spartan shield, uh, program that I actually had deployed with in the past. And, um, just the struggles that he had went through, with uh, addiction and mental health and how we work together and we were able to get him to some help uh, to a facility down in Texas called Warrior's Heart and I got to marry him. Um, I got to officiate his wedding. I always say, I got to marry him, but like that doesn't sound right. So <laughs> I got to marry him. It was great. <laughs> hey, you know what? No, You know what? We'd be a power couple. I'll tell you that much. Because he's a fucking warrior. Okay? Can I just say something? So, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I I think, uh, but okay. So I got to officiate the wedding between him and his uh, fiance Lauren. So that was really cool, uh, John and Lauren. And Fox Thirty Two did a story on it. So that that should be out right now too. And then uh, we also just did an interview with a radio show out of Chicago, Sherman and Tingle, uh, and that one should be out I think this week or next week on uh, I think ninety seven point one. So other than that, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you again to our partner trio, Brad. You got anything else, my friend? Nope, that's it. Great episode, man. Till next time, thank you for tuning in, and we hope we helped you go from being fine to being fine. Uh, please make sure you you like, share, subscribe, and and. 
and go to Brad's fucking Instagram page where he takes blurry <laughs> pictures of shit a lot. So, thanks. <laughs>